Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded in 2019. Welcome to Secrets of the Art World. I'm your host, Matt Gleason. This is my podcast where I talk about contemporary art. I guess I could talk about classical art if I really had to. I don't know what what I would what verdict I would render. I'm doing a series here. It is November 2019, and I am kind of going over the artists of the decade. Who were the artists of the decade? 2010, 2019. There's still about a month and a half left to get your votes in. Today I want to talk about a artist who's been in the public eye of the art world on the ascendant for many decades now, and this was definitely his decade. Um, Carrie James Marshall. You know him? You familiar with him? He went to Otis, uh, moved to Chicago, and taught for many years, all the while exhibiting extensively. And you look at his career, and it's this it's like this escalator just going up, going up. You know, when you're down in group show hell, it seems like you're not necessarily going anywhere. But then when you look back on a CV of a great artist, you say, a CV, a resume, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when you look back on it, it all seems just perfectly planned uh, and then he showed here and then he showed there carrie james marshall's career is going up going up and now he's represented by david zverner perhaps the second biggest most impactful important gallery in the art universe he had a couple incidences in his career this decade that i believe firmed him up as a contender to be artist of the decade First and foremost was his 2016 museum retrospective, which traveled from the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago, from which it emanated to the Metropolitan Museum in New York, and the Museum of Contemporary Art Los Angeles, one of the few good shows MoCA even had this year, this, this decade. Mocha's been an afterthought here in Los Angeles for a decade now, almost. Ay, ay, ay. But it was a great show. I saw it. I went back a few times. It was, it was unbelievable in a lot of ways. Carrie uh, James Marshall is a, first and foremost, a figurative painter documenting African-American life in a, in a sort of blunt figuration where he's not afraid to make his figures very dark black. He doesn't want you to have any imagination that this could be a general issue. The, there are specific themes he wants to present, to illustrate, to render. And he does so successfully. Uh, it kind of makes you realize, with this great of an artist who can bring up 
impactful topics in a painterly sensitive manner that connects to art history. You know, it, you, know you, you could say we live in postmodern times, but it really shows just an absence of the modernist ideal uh, in our dialogue when the great artists of the decade completely eschewed the vocabulary. I mean, modernism has become just some kind of Ikea decoration this decade. And you've got this great painter making absolutely urgent contemporary themes in paint, pretty much in the language of pre-modernism, classical painting even. Great renderer. And again, this show, this mastery retrospective of his was just sublime and, and revealing. Like all of this has been going on. Uh, a real emphasis on portraiture, but also a very um, amazingly composed scenes uh, and, and great deep concepts in these works and the show is very well curated in that it showed particular series series as it showed a particular series in depth enough for one to get a well-rounded uh, comprehension of what Carrie James Marshall delivers now here is another couple of things about what happened to Carrie James Marshall this decade that I think really put him over the top as one of the most important artists rather than just a very successful artist who was popular this decade. Because look, let's, let's, I mean, his, his career was certainly built and established um, over the last couple decades. I mean, he, he was not new to the scene in 2010, like some of the artists that I, I will be uh, analyzing, but, uh, but his career right now, 2019 compared to 2010, is just exponentially larger uh, he borders on household name in the art world. Um, so here's two things that happened that really uh, put him in the news and kind of gave him a, um, a force to be reckoned with, a power uh, beyond simply the maker of objects. Um, in 2018, uh, an artwork of his that had been made as public art a, a painting pastimes very large painting was sold and it was sold by a government agency for which he had painted it uh, to be hanging in a public place in Chicago and it sold at auction for 21 million dollars and the rapper Sean Puff Daddy P Diddy I'm, that's not my area of expertise. I'm an art nerd, not a hip hop rap nerd. Um, Sean Combs, very wealthy, perhaps a billionaire even, uh, solely based on his uh, musical talent and production ability and uh, entrepreneurialship. Sean Combs bought for $21 million and that gave the public agency a, you know, a windfall. And so, uh, the mayor of Chicago decided, hey, there's a Carrie James Marshall in a public library on Chicago's west side. And uh, why don't we put it up for auction and make some money off, off it? You know, 
one was a fascinating story, especially when it involved um, a hero of the African-American community stepping up as a collector and say, you know, really emphasizing that uh, these artists needed to be supported by more than just words. Uh, but Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago, got a lot of flack for saying, hey, hey we gotta, we, we should sell this Kerry James Marshall. Oh, no, everybody said no, including Kerry James Marshall and the mayor in a rare moment of humility. If you look at that guy's career, he, uh, he backed down. And so uh, the mural uh, was really site-specific. This painting was about African-American children in a library. It, 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 I mean, it would look great anywhere, and it traveled with this retrospective, but it still uh, was one of these things that you just, you know, sometimes you just got to leave it alone. What is public art if it is not ours, the public's, and to sell it to, I mean, look, once it sells, you may never see it again. You, you see a little picture in a book, but where were you, you know, you're, you're going to go to the billionaire's house? Huh? Oh, hey, he'll have us all over to watch the Super Bowl and check out his art collection. Not, not, some of us, yes. Not all of us, no. We, the public? And you know, the money, fine. Oh, wow. It should, maybe it should sell because the money could go somewhere. You know what? They could allocate that money anytime they want. Anytime, anywhere they want. You know, it was, it was a little way for the government to win the lottery at the expense of the people. If art is in the public sphere, paid for by the public, you know, the government is not this like corporation that just says, oh, okay, now we're going to sell this asset that belongs to all of us. And Kerry James Marshall spoke truth to power in this decade and said, no, 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 no. I made this for the people, especially the people on the west side of Chicago, and uh, it should stay there. And uh, his clout that helped define the art of this decade. And he was a hugely influential artistic force in this decade, a decade that is unparalleled in the expanse that African-American artists benefited from exposure-wise, career-wise, acknowledgement-wise in this formerly lily-white art world. And that's why Carrie James Marshall, I believe, is one of the artists of the decade, 2010 to 2019. Uh, that was my podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. This episode was originally recorded in 2019.